Greetings and welcome back to The Dive. My name is Yitzchak Shalom, and this is the weekly podcast series in which we take a topic that was brought up in the previous week's Dafyomi study and look at it in depth. Uh, we are now in Masachet Eruvin, and uh, this is really a two-part shiur. The first part is going to focus on Eruvin, but use it as a springboard for the second part, which will be, as, uh, as you'll see in, on the source sheets, the taxonomy of law or the hierarchy of halacha with the oraita, etc. And that was really occasioned as a request of the participants in the shiur uh, as a result of the two-part shiur uh, series that I gave on halacha le Moshe Sinai. Okay, um, let's uh, start with a very quick overview, and then we'll go top-down from the uh, with the sources. Masachet uh, Eruvin, and this is really a comment that belongs to the opening shiur on Eruvin. Masachet um, Eruvin deals with two different topics, uh, two of the three institutions known as Eruv in, in uh, rabbinic law. And Eruv literally means a mixture. To mix things together is le'arev. Uh, and um, the, uh, the one of the topics, which we're not going to deal with, I mentioned two out of three, one of them which we'll deal with in the second chapter of Beitzah, is Eruv Tavshilin, we'll leave that for them, for then. Uh, but we're going to deal with two which are known as Eruvei Chatzerot and Eruvei Tichumin. Now, Eruvei Chatzerot is the common Eruv with which everybody is quite familiar, and uh, it does not mean a string, it does not mean a fence, it means to mix, and what does that mean? It means as follows. The Torah prohibits caring in a public area. It permits caring in a private area with several conditions. One is that there be proper boundaries around physical boundaries, and the other is that it be privately owned. Um, however, if you have a privately owned area, but it's, uh, but it's commonly held, uh, or you have one privately owned area and another privately owned area by another person, so mid the Rabbanan, you're not allowed to carry from one to the other, or in the common area, or from the common area to the private, or vice versa, uh, even though they're all properly fenced in and properly privately owned. And therefore, there is a fix known as Eruve Chatzerot, which allows you, if all of the physical boundaries are established as proper, as we've already started seeing in the first two prakim, uh, to essentially establish ownership with one of the members, and everyone else becomes their guest, and that's done symbolically through putting food in their house, and we're not going to touch Eruvei Chatzerot in this shiur, except as a reference. Eruvei Tchumin is a different story. Eruvei Tchumin is as follows. There's a prohibition, and the source of the prohibition is really the focal point of the shiur. There's a prohibition against leaving. This has nothing to do with caring, but leaving uh, your area on Shabbat. Um, and how far that area is, we'll deal with a little bit later. But leaving your area, going for a very long walk, shall we say, outside of the inhabited area. And uh, and that's prohibition. Um Let's just say that you live in a small town and, uh, let's say, a farming village, and right next to you there's uninhabited fields, um, unsettled fields, wasteland perhaps, and uh, a few miles away there's another small town of another Jewish enclave. And uh, you can almost picture some of the villages up in the uh, upstate New York, uh, bungalow colonies. You can also certainly picture Moshavim and Kibbutzim in Israel. And uh, let's say that you find out that a great sage is coming to the other town for Shabbat, and he's going to be giving a shiur that you want to attend on Shabbat morning, or there's a family simcha on Shabbat morning, and you want to stay in your home, but you want to walk there Shabbat morning to attend that, uh, that festivity uh, or that shiur. 
what you can do, and this is a rabbinic fix, is you can symbolically make your residence somewhere in the middle of that wasteland between the two towns, uh, and that's done with food, as we see in our parak, third parak. Um, and by establishing it as such, your radius of distance now moves from your house to that symbolic house in the middle. And you have that distance in every direction to walk. So you can uh, go home before Shabbat. On Shabbat, you can walk to your symbolic home. And then you can continue walking that same distance in the other direction and get to that town. And that's called Eruve Tchumin. Our focus in the shiur, again, is the springboard to the next shiur, will be on where the prohibition of Tchumin comes from and what are the consequences for violating it. Okay, so let's start at the top. Uh, the first time that we are introduced to Shabbat explicitly in the text, besides the mention in the creation story, is in the story of the man. And in the story of the man, the man falls um, every day, and on Friday, or on Erev Shabbat, a double portion, really a Yom HaShishi, a double portion falls, Lecha Mishneh, and we even had a shiur in our brachot uh, in, in Shabbat series about Lecha Mishneh. Um, and in that context, we see in source one, This is when Moshe has uh, excoriated them for violating Shabbat and going out to collect that, uh, that second Shabbat. Um, and he said, see, Hashem has given you Shabbat. Therefore, he's giving you double portion on the day before, on the sixth day. means stay in your place. Stay where you are. And that, as you can see, is highlighted. That's our key phrase. No man should leave his place on the seventh day. Okay? Now, the simple shot in context would mean don't go out to collect. And as the Gemara actually in Eruvin says, don't go out, take your basket to collect. So it's about caring. But we're going to see this a little bit differently. As you can see in Source 2, the Mechilta on the spot says, Al Ishmim Komo, Elu Alpaim Ama. What is your place? Your place is 2,000 amot, um, which is um, uh, a radius, meaning from where you are. Now, as we see developed in the halakha, that 2,000 amot doesn't start with your, where your feet are when Shabbat starts. It doesn't start at the boundary of your property. It starts at the edge of the town plus. And we'll see details about that later in the Masachet. Okay. Um, if we interpret this pasuk that way, that would mean that the prohibition of walking outside of one's boundary of 2,000 amot is a prohibition of the Torah. And that leads us to an interesting discussion in the Yushalmi, which we're going to touch on in a moment. But first, we'll go to the Bavli, with which we're more familiar, because this is also commenting on the Mishnah that we dealt with in the last shiur. If you recall, in the last shiur, we saw the Mishnah at the end of the first parak. The rabbis exempted the uh, army camp from four halachot, and one of them was a roof. One of them was washing. We saw that was my mishonim, my all right, and uh, taking wood. And one was the mila arev. Okay, now Amri devei Rabbianai. So the comment in source four: Lo shanu ela eruve chatzerot. This uh, leniency was only regarding eruve chatzerot which means that the army camp that has set up its boundary properly can carry from one tent to another and in the common area without having to make an Eruv. But they're not allowed to go a distance, unless, of course, it's actual war and there's Pikuach Nefesh involved, but they're not allowed to go a distance away from the camp without making an Eruv. 
Why? The Tani Rabbi Chia, so we're making a distinction between Eruv Chatzor and Eruv Tchumin, the Tani Rabbi Chia, Lokin al Eruvei Tchumin Edvar Torah. Rabbi Chia taught that you get Makot for violating Tchumin, um, and that's Dvar Torah means De Oraita. Now, Lokin, getting Makot, typically means you violated a prohibition of the Torah. Makot is the default punishment for any prohibition of the Torah, lots of exceptions. Exceptions when there's a greater punishment involved, exceptions when it's a law that doesn't have any action, exceptions when there is a law that, that uh, you're told there's some other consequence, like paying money as a result. But typically it's, so when you get makot, um, uh, it means you violated something from the Torah. The reason he has to add Dvar Torah is because there are also Makot Midderabanan. If you violate a prohibition of the Rabbanan, it's called Makot Mardut. And so therefore he has to clarify, this is a prohibition of the Torah. And therefore, since Tchumin is a prohibition of the Torah, therefore they didn't exempt it in the camp. Right? They exempted things that are Dvar like Etilat Yadayim, like Demai, etc. Matkif the Rabbi Yonatan. So Rabbi Yonatan challenged this ruling. said, Bechilo kin alav he said, take a look in source one. What's the first highlighted word? It's al and not lo. And he says, since when do you get punishment? When, since when is it reckoned as a lav? If the word says al, the prohibition starts with thou shalt not, as opposed to lo, you shall not, or however you're going to translate the difference um, uh, between them. So Matki for Avacha Bar Yaakov. Avacha Yaakov doesn't like that. He challenges. Uh, in in uh, in the parsha of the uh, of the Arayot, we're told do not turn towards the necromancers, and it's introduced with al hakinami where there's no makot. There's actually a bigger punishment, even though it's al. So you don't need the word to be low in order to make it a, a lotase. So we immediately throw out Rabbi Yonatan's challenge as we read it, but the answer is we read it wrong. Rabbi Yonatan Hachikashaleh, this is what he was really bothered by, Lav Shenitan Lazarat Mitat Beitin, that Tchumin is a part of the larger rubric of Shabbat, and Shabbat is something that carries a capital punishment, which means that it's a subset of Shabbat, but the larger group carries a capital punishment, and the rule is, Lav Shenitan Lazarat Mitat Beitin, and Lokinalav, you can't get Makot for something that's within the larger umbrella of a capital crime. So therefore, he says, um, uh, you, um, there should be no makot. Now, what he seems to be reading here is that al yetzei yishmin komo as being a reference to caring, which is one of the malachot. Ravashi challenged that as a Ravashi miktiv al yotzei. It doesn't say in the text, don't carry your basket out. Al yetzei It's a whole totally separate prohibition, which is don't walk out, which has nothing to do with the malachot of Shabbat, and therefore he says it could be a prohibition to oraita. Okay, substantiating that, we have the following piece, but putting it into a focus, uh, which is it from Masachat Sotah. Now, in the fifth parak of Sotah, you have uh, a uh, group of Mishnayot that are all taught as being taught bo bayom, and they often involve drashot of Rabbi Akiva and his colleagues. And bo bayom, Chazal tell us, was the day that Rabbi Lazar Nazari became head of the Sanhedrin. And so one of them is bo bayom darash Rabbi Akiva, and uh, and this dispute that is mentioned between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer is about the Rabbi sorry, is about the uh, makeup and the breakdown of the barriers around the Levite cities, because the Torah says leave two thousand amot, and it says one thousand amot, and Rabbi Akiva says two thousand amot. That's Tchum Shabbat. 
So my apologies. So Marsavar Tchumin Doraita Marsavar de Rabbanan. Rabbi Akiva holds that Tchumin is Doraita, and it's something we see referenced throughout Shas. Rabbi Akiva holds that Tchumin is Doraita, and therefore the Torah, when it says Alpaimama, is referring to the Tchum Shabbat. And the other opinion says Tchumin is Doraitan. Two thousand Amot in the Torah I can't refer to that; it has to refer to something else. Migrash, Sadot, etc. Okay, but I want to take your attention before we look a little further. I want to take your attention up to the Yerushalmi because, well, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, the Yerushalmi in our pair, at the end of our pair, pair Gimel, um, makes the follow has the following discussion, and it seems to be similar to the discussion in the Bavli. Veiruv Dvar Torah is a ruv really de oraita, meaning eruv chumin, and that follows on a discussion. Say that in the case of Safek, we're machmir. In case we're not sure about this tum. We are stringent because it's Doraita. Rabbi Yonatan Amarkomi Rabbi Chia Ruba. So Rabbi Yonatan said in front of the great Rabbi Chia, that's our Rabbi Chia that we know, the student of Rabbi, Beshem Rabbi Shimon Be Rabbi Yossi Ben Lakunya. So he quotes him and says, Lokin al Shabbat Dvar Torah. Again, you, you get makot for violating Tchum, just like we saw in the Bavli. Amar Rabbi Chia Ruba. So Rabbi Chia disagreed. He said, Velo ein Shabbat Elaskila Vekaret. He says, What are you talking about? Shabbat only carries one kind of punishment, which is the death penalty, or karet, but there is no lav. Now, this discussion is very hard to follow. That's why we have the taviyat underneath. The Torah says not to eat from the Korban Pesach when it's raw, uncooked, and it introduces it with the word al. So, maktiv lo altiv. In other words, and we all agree that that's a prohibition, and you get makot for doing that, and yet it says al. And then he quotes our pasuk, it says the same thing, al. It's very hard to figure out where this is going. Okay? Um, and the end of this is, Rabbi Yonatan stuck to his guns and said, stuck to his guns and said, you can't get makot for tchumin, and that's the end of that. Now, this discussion, again, is very strange. If you look underneath, you will see the Ketav Yad Leiden. Ketav Yad Leiden is the only complete Ketav Yad we have of the Talmud Yerushalmi, unlike the Bavli where we have scores of Ketav Yad, uh, here we only have one. And if you look at the highlighted section, you can see that it's uh, exactly what we have in the printed version. However, if you look on the side, and the commentaries on the Rishalmi quote this, if you look on the side, you will see that there is a corrective margin note which reverses the order of the Psukim. And so I'm going to go back and read it, but based on that margin note. All right, so go back to the section in, in Source 3. Um, after, in the middle of the second line, Amarle. Amarle v'haktiv, shvu ish tachtav al yitzay ishmim kumo bayom ha-shvi'i. So Biyonatan then said, how can you say you don't get makot? The Torah says you're not allowed to leave your place. Amarle v'haktiv, lo, al-tiv. And so Rechia's answer was, it doesn't say lo, it says al. And this is exactly what we saw in the Bavli, you can't get makot for something that's introduced with al. And what is Rabbi Yonatan's comeback? Doesn't it also say the same thing about eating the Pesach uncooked? And we all agree you get makot for that. And Rabbi Yonatan says, it says al, and you get, you get, you get, yet you get makot, as so that clarifies it. And this is what 
a little bit of research and accessing this is the is the National Library in, in Jerusalem's uh, online sources. Just looking at Katavia Leiden, and uh, and there it is. Okay, so so far what we see is that there was a dispute as to whether Tchumin are Doraita or Dirabanan. And we then saw in Sota that the opinion that uh, that uh, that uh, that uh, or Doraita seems to be anchored in Rabbi Akiva, but we see it showing up in the opinion of Rabbi Chia, interesting in the Bavli, and in the Yushalmi, Rabbi Chia is the one who opposes it, and Rabbi Yonatan is the one who says it. Interesting little twist. However, in Masachat Beitzah, we have something that seems to go in the other direction and clarify for us that this was a disputed issue. Uh, in Amishnah, and we saw this last in the last shiur, uh, but with a different piece highlighted. Um, the Mishnah at the end, at the beginning of the second, near the beginning of the second of the last parak of Beitzah, lists a whole bunch of things we're not allowed to do on Yom Tov, and they're all shvut. They're all prohibitions that are rabbinic. And one of them, as you can see highlighted, is riding on an animal. Riding on an animal. If you look at source seven, you'll see what the Gemara says: Gzera Shema Shmamina. He says that the that the discussion is the reason for not riding on an animal is you might leave the tchum, all right? And they ask tchumin da'oraita are tchumin of a Torah of a prohibition, and what's the thinking behind it? Is that in general we do not make a gzera gzera, which means if the whole prohibition of tchumin is rabbinic, we're not going to make a decree to protect you against violating tchum. We're not going to put a double fence up. If Tchumin are Doraita, then we'd put a fence up to protect you from violating the Torah's law. So the position of the Gemara very clearly is that Tchumin is not of a Torah nature, because then it would say, yeah, you can't ride an animal because you might violate Tchum. But it rejects that, and it comes up with a different one, which is, The concern is that you may actually violate something from the Torah while riding the animal, which is to break off a branch or something in order to be able to whip the animal because you forget, and then you violated Shabbat. But notice, from the context here, it seems clear that the position of this piece of the Gemara is that Tchumin is Durabanan, and they're not willing to even say, oh, this is authored by Rabbi Akiva, but rather Tchumin is Durabanan, although we'll all acknowledge that Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that Tchumin are Deoraita. Okay, so now we see sort of the, the layout, and we can see that some of this has to do with either uh, how we read the Pasuk Al Yitzhi Ishmim Komo, or if we, uh, if we are concerned about the issue of Lav Shinitam Lazarat Mitat Beitin, which might mean that we'd all agree that Tchumin or Doraita, the question is just, is it actionable because it's under the larger umbrella of Shabbat? But that seems not to be the position, uh, especially from this statement in Beitzah, which seems to say clearly that Tchumin is de Rabbanan. Okay, good. So now let's, with the, all that information, let's move on to the Rambam. Now, quick introduction to this, but we're going to look at this much more in, in next week's Shior. The, uh, you ask anybody on the street, how many mitzvot are there? They'll say 613. they got bumper stickers, they got uh, vanity plates, all of 613. Where does 613 come from? 613 comes from a Gemara at the end of Makot, where Bissimlai says that we were given 613 mitzvot at, Moshe was given 613 mitzvot at Sinai. And 248 mitzvot ase, 365 mitzvot lotase, and that's the end of his drasha. It's a drasha that was universally accepted, and everybody's calculus of mitzvot operates with that as the axiom. Um, however, at no point was there a listing of mitzvot, not by Rabbi Simlai and not by anybody else in the Gemara, to identify what makes up that list of 248, what makes up that list of 365. 
uh, to, to, uh, to count it. So it, beginning in the earliest literature we have really is from the 9th century in the Halachog Dolot, uh, there was a, um, the author of the Halachog Dolot, Rishon Kaira, put together a list of mitzvot. He says, this is the list of the mitzvot of 613. And clearly, there are many things he left off, because if you look through the Torah and see every time that we're obligated to do something or banned from doing something, it's way more than that, especially if you take into account rabbinic law, which he did, and we'll get into that next week. The Rambam, after numerous other formulations of the mitzvot, the Rambam wrote as an introduction to his magnus opus to the Mishneh Torah, wrote in Arabic, Sefer HaMitzvot, in which he enumerated what he thought should be the proper counting of the mitzvot. Uh, we even saw a piece of this uh, in the Shi'ur at the very end of Shabbat about, uh, about magic and the Ramban's additions to that. Um, and uh, as anything else that any great person wrote, it attracted uh, commentary and critique, and Sefer HaMitzvot attracted a, uh, a, a, a marvelous critique by the Ramban 100 years later. We're going to take a look at both of those pieces here. Uh, the Rambam introduced Sefer HaMitzvot with a 14-paragraph introduction, paragraph somewhat long, that explains what the consideration is for counting a mitzvah. What reckons something is a mitzvah and what doesn't? And, uh, and there the critique of the Ramban and many others and defenses of the Rambam against that critique um, are, are, are just magnificent uh, pieces of halachic literature. But looking at our, at our piece, in Sefer Mitzvot, the Rambam writes, Mitzvah Hashin Chafalaf, meaning Mitzvah Aslotase number 321. So we're near the end of the list. He says, "Shehi shiziranu, source eight, shlol alechutz latchum hamedina b'Shabbat." We're commanded not to go outside of the tchum Shabbat, um, of tchum of the medina of the city of the provident province uh, on Shabbat. V'humro, I'd say ishmu komo b'yom So the Rambam clearly says tchumin is not right. Uva haKabbalah, and then he says we have a tradition. Shigvul halicha shi asura mashenosaf al apayim amachutz min hamedina. He says, our tradition is, meaning a received tradition, is that that boundary is 2,000 amot. All right, so he makes it clear, 2,000 amot he considers to be de'oraita. You can go 2,000 amot in any direction. He quotes the mechilta. We saw that above. Meaning, gemara eruvin amru lokin He quoted Rabavli. And if you want to look into more detail, go look at Masachat Eruvin. And we're doing that. The Ramban, in his comments, source 9. He used the word Nitzoa. Remember, we're translating from Arabic. Nitzoa doesn't mean traveling in a conveyance, but it means walking or moving. Etc. And he quotes him. Now, again, since Sefer Mitzvot was written in Arabic, and we're dealing with translations, so the Ramban's translation is different than the one we have here. Go to the larger print. He said this is errant, and it is over-shortening, over, overly concise. We'll see. This is all Rabbi Akiva's opinion. Now, by the way, here, the Ramban is saying that Rabbi Akiva's position is that the Alpaimama is Doraita, and he said we don't rule that way. And we're going to see this in the next source. In the Mishnah Torah, the Rambam said, Hodash The 2,000 Amot is a rabbinic, what we'll call it Divrei Sofrim for right now, prohibition. 
אמר שגבול הנשיאה מן התורה שלוש פרסאות כנגד מחנה ישראל. שלוש פרסאות is now going to be twelve miles, um, which is the size of Machane Yisrael. It said that's the Torah prohibition. So now we find three grades. We find the Torah prohibition, which is beyond twelve miles, three parsot. We find the rabbinic prohibition, which is beyond two thousand amot, much less. And then inside is mutar. This is right near the Yerushalmi that we saw. He said, that's also not true. We don't have this shear in Bavli. This shiur doesn't appear in the Bible at all. He said there's only one shiur, and that's 2,000 amot. And either you say it's Doraita like Rabbi Akiva, or else you say it's all Dorabanan. He quotes several places. That there are two different rabbis who each held that there was a separate law in Shabbat. One of them is Havara. We talked about that earlier in an earlier shear, and that's Rabbi Yossi's position. The lighting of fire is not part of the the same category as the thirty-nine malachot, but rather it's a lav. And according to Rabbi Kiva, Tchumin, and it's only Rabbi Kiva. Hal Rabbanan ein b'Shabbat lav greda. According to the Rabbanan, there is no just lav on Shabbat. The lav in The only lav in a Shabbat are the prohibitions. Of the malachot, which carry, of course, a capital punishment, which means the Ramban is coming back to the challenge that we saw at the beginning of the Ushalmi and at the end of the Bavli, which is you can't get makot for something that's part of the larger rule of of Shabbat. But his point is that that means tchumin is all de Rabbanan. So we find a machloket Rambam and Ramban about whether tchumin are de oraita de Rabbanan. But we're also going to find this conf- this problem in the Rambam himself, and here we are in source ten. Somebody leaves the boundary of the province on Shabbat. Right, you get Makot. This place is, this Makom is the boundary of the city. The Torah didn't say how big it is. So now watch what happens. He says that the Torah did not give a shiur, an amount, for what this tchum is. But the rabbis said, and hatiku means they received it in a tradition. Remember, the Mishnah Torah is written in Hebrew, so this is the exact word he used. That this tchum is 12 mil. Right? So this is what Moshe Rabbeinu told them at the story of the man, don't leave the camp. The camp is 12 mil. Don't leave the camp. We'll call it right now, but we'll see next week that it's not so simple. That that's 2,000 amot. So outside of is asur. And that's, of course, learned from the from the Pasuk uh, in Mas'eh and the Mishnah and Sota that we referenced, that that's the boundary of the city. Now notice that the Rambam here has done something different than in Sefer HaMitzvot. In Sefer HaMitzvot, he presented Alpaim Ma as being the only shiur, and that shiur is 
Da'oraita. Here he says the Shiur Da'oraita is the size of the camp. Now we're going to see there's a little bit of a problem in that, which I'll mention in a moment. But then he says, and Midrabanan, uh, 2000. So he says that, therefore, what did Moshe actually tell B'nai Israel? Don't leave the camp. Which means that the 12 meal, the three parsaot, was the built-in shear to the Isur Da'oraita. And the rabbis limited it ever, even further. Limited further because, of course, our our living, our urban setting, which our, our setting is quite different now because we're living in cities and in towns and villages as opposed to in a, in a camp. Now, just think about this for a moment. If Moshe says, and that means don't leave the camp, well, that means from wherever you are, don't leave the camp, which means you could be right on the edge of the camp. You take, can't take five steps. So the shiur is not 12, uh, 12 meal or three parts out. Because the shiur of, of Tchumin is always from out of the town that distance. So there's a little bit of a difficulty here in the way the Rambam reads it. If you say, and we define Makom as the size of the camp, and then we add that on to outside of the camp, it's fine. The way the Rambam formulates it, it's a little bit difficult. Okay, I want to take a look at, at a couple of more pieces here, um, which is... Uh, which is the, the riff at the end of the first parak of Erovin and the commentary of the Baal HaMaor, a quick introduction to each one of them. And then with that, we'll wind up uh, this first part, uh, this first shiur, um, and, uh, and a couple comments about what's going to come. The riff, uh, Rabbeinu Yitzchak of Fez, Al-Fasi, that's what the pay is, Yitzchak of Fasi, was born and raised in North Africa, um, he died in 1106. Uh, he, um, he, one of his students, among others, was uh, purportedly Maimon, the father of the Rambam. He was also a teacher of the Rabbi Yosef Halevi ibn Migas, who Rabbi Migas, a very important early Spanish Rishon. He later migrated to Spain and, and lived the rest of his life in Spain. The Rif was concerned with the fact that the Talmud, which was... Um, the body of law was unnavigable, as we know, and that the many uh, tangents made it difficult uh, for the uh, non-expert to follow, and that many discussions and disputes were never settled explicitly in the Talmud. So he wrote a book called Halachot, which is really presented as an abridged version in which he cut out all of the Agadot, he cut out many of the details of dispute, and presented essentially the halakha, but using the sequence and the language of the Gemara. And so at the end of the first pair, and typically he's terse, this is something long, and there was actually more in, in the Ketavya that I didn't include here, but the, he's typically quite terse, but here at the end of the first pair, right? So he brings the whole Gemara. In other words, walking is not caring, as we pointed out in looking at the Gemara, and therefore it's not part of a capital crime. It's a separate prohibition, and you get Makot. Okay, Vakashalan. Now the Rif comments. How could we possibly say you get makot? Now, there's a technical issue about lavshin tanan lazvat mitat beitin, but first you got to establish it's doraita. Vanan kaimalan delayed a little Rabbi Akiva. We do not. We hold that we don't accept Rabbi Akiva's opinion. Demar tchumin doraita. Shkachanim be gemara de bnei ma'arava, and he quotes the Yerushalmi, the Garci, 
In other words, it's not so clear what Tchum Shabbat is. Said it's unclear this the four thousand amot, two thousand amot. Says the only thing we know is Machane Israel, which is twelve meal. So now he takes the position, sort of the Ramban's critique, which is that you find that some tchumin are derabanan, some are deoraita. If you walked more than 2,000, but less than the 12 mil, then you get makot midderabanan. And I mentioned that at the beginning. But according to Rabbi Kiva, you get makot deoraita, because his position is that Rabbi Yekiva holds tchumin are deoraita 2,000 amot. Right? Dichtiv, mikira erachutz alafama saviv. Dichtiv, manatim yichutz tayyot avadken malapayim bama. Right? And vigomer. And then, ef shalomar alafama shkvarnimar paimama. Right? Malapayim alafama. Tomorrow, paimama. This is all the Mishnah and Sota. Alafama migrash alapayimama tchum Shabbat. Right? And that's Rabbi Akiva, which means Rabbi Akiva holds the alapayimama as doraita. They say it's about something else. And now the riff says something which is extraordinary. He says that in according to everybody, you get makot if you go more than the 12. Which means, he says, according to everybody. And Rabbi Kiva says it's doraita even at the smaller amount. So now he's got three grades also. We also got, all got three grades. He said, walking within 2,000 amot, everybody says it's fine. But he says now that everybody will agree you get makot, midda oraita, for going past three parsot, 12 mil. And he said, 2,000 amot, according to Rabbi Akiva's doraita, according to the, to the rabbis, is Rabbanan. And he said, we paskin, we should be paskining that way against Rabbi Akiva. But this is remarkable. This is an opinion that we haven't seen yet. To say that the rabbis against Rabbi Akiva say Tchumin Ardoraita, just bigger. Very strange. And how does it explain the Gemara in Beitzah that seemed to take it for granted that Tchumin Ardorabanan and the prohibition against riding your animal has nothing to do with the protection against Tchumin? So the last um, commentator I want to show you is Rabbi, Rabbi Zrachia Halevi. Rabbi Zrachia Halevi was part of that very elite class in the 12th century of sages in Provence. Um, and uh, he wrote uh, a, a number of, uh, of critiques. His most famous critique was a critique, which he called Sefer HaMa'or, which is a critique on the riff. Uh, and it's attached to the riff, and it's in every standard volume of the Talmud. Underneath the riff, you find the Baal HaMa'or. He wrote HaMa'or HaKatan on Brachot, Moed, and Chulin, and he wrote HaMa'or HaGadol on Nashim and Nizikin. Uh, sorry, Nid is also Ma'or Katan. Uh, and in Sefer HaMa'or, in Malamor Katan here, he, he has a critique on the Rif's comment on the Rif's development. By the way, the Ramban wrote a defense of the Rif, and the Ramban's defense is called Milchamot Hashem. And there's a long paragraph of Milchamot Hashem, but uh, we're going to stay with the Balamor here. So this is the Riff said. Some part of Tchumin is Doraita, some part is Doraita. Not according to some authorities, but some part of it is Doraita according to everybody, he says. 
Samachal divrei Yerushalmi, v'hiniach divrei Talmud al-Ruch Shalanu. And this is exactly the critique of the Ramban earlier, is that the Rif took the Yerushalmi and ignored the Bavli. Damin impera klal gadol, diadala b'shabat b'may, diadala b'tchumin alivit Rabbi Akiva. So, for instance, in the sugi at the beginning of the seventh parak, which talks of Shabbat, which talks about forgetfulness or a lack of ever having had awareness of Shabbat and what kind of chatat you'd have to bring, it says, oh, what did you know about Shabbat? You knew tchumin, according to Rabbi Akiva, which means that only Rabbi Akiva will hold the tchumin is at all do'oraita. It's clear, and that's like I said from Beitzah, that tchumin are not do'oraita at all. According to Rabbanan, he quotes the Gemara. We saw my We already saw that. All of Tchum is the Rabbanan. That's the Balama Or. And so there are Machmir in certain places. Throughout the Bavli, our Talmud. Throughout the Bible, that's how it goes. The Lake Atchumin Element of Rabbanan, the Rabbanan, according to the Rabbanan, the Pligia later Akiva, who disagreed with Rabbi Akiva, it's all the Rabbanan. Now, what, where are we left now at the end of this particular piece? We're left with the following. We have a clear statement in the Torah, in the story of the man, that says, right? Now, how do we not see that as a love? So there are several ways to understand that as not being a law that affects tchumin. By the way, if we were to read this literally, it would mean you can't leave either your house or your tent or even take, shall we say, one step outside of your machanes. So if you're in Sheva Dan, you can't leave machane Dan, maybe. But to say that refers to X amount of distance outside of the camp, that again is very difficult in Pshat, but there's other reasons here. Might be related to the fact that there's not going to be any man there. And going out to check for man is a lack of faith, is a demonstration of, uh, of uh, concern about the, uh, the food lasting a second day, which it normally doesn't, etc., as opposed to it being a broad Shabbat prohibition. That's first of all. Um, second of all, uh, you could read it as the Gemara in some places read it, which is al yitzay, mean don't go out with your basket, and this may be alluding to the prohibition of carrying. So that would be a whole different story. But if you say al yitzay ishbim komo is a da'oraita, then um, you do have the mechilta that says elu al paimama, but elu al paimama, according to almost everybody, is is going to be a rabbinic uh, distance except the way that Rabbi Akiva perhaps reads the Psukim about the Arei Halavim. What we saw was the, uh, the discussion in the Bavli, which challenged Makot for Tchumin on technical grounds about Lav Shintan Lazarat Mitat Petin. Then we saw that in Yerushalmi also, and we saw that the Yerushalmi was evidently copied wrong for printing, uh, and actually into the original Ktaviyat of Leiden was probably copied in a backwards order, and the margin notes seem to fix that for us. Uh, then we saw that Rabbi Akiva is clearly identified as the author of the opinion, the Tchuminis Doraita, and we saw in Beitzah that the prohibition of riding a horse, uh, riding an animal on Shabbat, couldn't be anchored in Tchumin because Tchumin are not Doraita. Right? Then we saw that the Rambam in Sefer Mitzvot said that Tchumin Doraita Alpayimama which means he's clearly ruling like Rabbi Akiva and saying that the Alpaimama is Rabbi Akiva. 
However, in the halachot, he said that Alpay Mama is Durabanan, which becomes very difficult. Because how can Alpay Mama be Durabanan and, and 12 meal be, and three parcels be the Oraita? If you're accepting Rabbi Akiva, then you have to say Alpay Mama is the Oraita because of the Mishnah and Sota. It says that's the size around the, around the Arel Vim. And if, on the other hand, you say that that's not the source, then Tchumin is the Rabbanan. Is he ruling on Rabbi Akiva or not? Which is probably why we need to rely on the Riff, who says, well, actually, the Rambam is not ruling like Rabbi Kiva. The Rambam is ruling like Rabbanan, and saying Tchumin are the Rabbanan until 12. And at 12, a meal, it's the Oraita according to everybody. And this is where the Balhamor is challenged, which is that the both the Riff and by extension, the Rambam, are ruling like the Yerushalmi against the Bavli. The Shi'ur of 12 mil was only mentioned in the Yerushalmi. And it, perhaps in defense, we could say, well, the the, Yerushal, the Bavli never really addressed the issue. It didn't quash 12 mil. It just didn't bring up 12 mil. And where the Bavli doesn't make mention and the Yerushalmi does, perhaps that's enough for us to rely on it. Okay, this has been sort of an overview and introduction to the issue of Tchumin Doraita. And Emir uh, next week, we're now going to see, and I've provided all the sources already for next week, um, we're going to see the broader issue of some, stating something as being Doraita and what the different gradations of that are, but we will leave that for next week. Everybody should have a wonderful week and, uh, and stay healthy.